This is Duke Nukem. Welcome to NerdCon 1. This is a NerdCon 1 production. If you like anything you see or hear in this episode, go to www.nerdcon1.com or search NerdCon 1 anywhere you listen to podcasts. Hello and welcome to NerdCon 1. Uh, this week I'm joined by uh, Corey and Steve and my name's Nick. Um, and as many of you guys know, on March 18th, HBO Max released uh, Zack Snyder's cut of the Justice League. Uh, for those of you who are unaware, this is the extended and re- not recreated, but I guess reorganized cut of the Justice League movie that came out on November 15th, 2017. Um, there's very few scenes in this, if any, that are of the original movie, though, um, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, but so also, there's, there's a decent amount. Not, I mean, when you look at a, a four hour and two minute movie, there's not a lot comparatively like there's a lot that was still filmed by uh zach snyder um that being said though guys yeah this is true that being said um this is gonna have a lot of spoilers in it you know we we can't really get around that uh i think we're so what was that march 18th you know we're we're 10 days out yeah 10 days out from that and um as you guys are listening to it it'll be 11 days out so if you don't want to hear spoilers, maybe go watch the movie, come back and listen in or view in. But you have been warned. There's no excuses at this point. You can't yell at us. Um, so Snyder Cut actually did pretty well on the rating scale outside of Rotten Tomatoes because they're assholes. Um, but 8, 8.4 rating on IMDb. Uh, uh, Rotten Tomatoes had a 73% on the tomato meter, quote unquote. But they did get a 95% on the audience score. Yeah, see, who gives a shit about the tomato meter, man? It's just a bunch of wannabe critics and assholes that think their opinion fucking matters, so... I mean, in all fairness, I feel like a 73 on Rotten Tomatoes isn't bad. That's true. I feel like some averages like, around, like, 50. Well, Green Lantern... Yeah, they're they're pretty pretty hardcore. Yeah. Yeah, Green Lantern has, like, 16. And I think that movie Steel with, uh... Kill O'Neill has, like, a 13, maybe. So I guess 73 is not terrible for the tomato meter. But I, I hate that they call yeah. it the tomato meter. I, like, I really do. Tomatoes, man. I know. I know. <laughs> um, so, uh, you the know, branding. like you were talking about, Steve, though, having the ability to uh, film this movie, um, the Snyder Cut is actually dedicated in memorial to Zack Snyder's daughter, Autumn uh, Snyder. She passed away in 2017, which is actually the reason why he stepped down from producing or from the production side of Justice League, the 2017 version. Um, and so, you know, that kind of, um, pretty much once that happened, the hashtag release the Snyder cut began and that's really grown traction, which is where we're getting this now. Um, though, and also, you know, because of this, they might release a rated R version of Mrs. Doubtfire that actually exists. I saw something about that today. Yeah. I I haven't seen that yet. They, uh, they announced it like a week and a half ago. Almost immediately after um, 
Schneider Cut came out and started getting popular. So apparently there was a PG, PG-13, R-rated, and NC-17 version of Mrs. Doubtfire <laughs> because Robin Williams improvised so much stuff as he does. Um, you know, it gets out of control and out of hand and... He was kind of a pervert. <laughs> yep, that's funny. I I would definitely go back and watch that. Um, so and one thing I found kind of funny about this movie is, is though he has directorial credits in the 2017 version, he never actually watched the Justice League. Um, reportedly, his wife and um, friend advised him to never see it because it'd break his heart. It was terrible. I I, I agree. I'm glad they cut out that whole part. With that fucking family at the nuclear reactor that Josh Whedon put in as a fucking subplot, and it was so stupid. And I'm really happy that they cut out the "Oh, I heard you could talk to fish" line that Bruce Wayne says to Aquaman. That was the dumbest fucking thing. When I saw that shit in theaters, I just wanted to fucking throw my popcorn when I heard that shit. It was god awful. Yeah. Let me ask. In comparison, then, what's original Justice League's tomato meter? Um, you know what? Um, I will look into that right I'm now. Sure off the top of my head, it's been a while. I mean, it's been like you know four years since I've really had to pay attention to it. But um, all right. Well, I'll so have that answer in a second. Score on that. Um, yeah. You know what I thought was cool with um the the current movie that just came out? Uh, Zack Snyder actually refused to be paid uh, for finishing his Justice League movie because he didn't want to relinquish his ability to have creative control. Um over the the film itself so uh, yeah which i i have a lot of respect for him for that um see this is the issue that i ran into when i was trying to look up justice league information is that um it keeps giving me this next cider cut stuff on google and that's a pain in the ass so just go to rottentomatoes.com i'm there now um so audience (laughs) score was a 69 percent, and tomato meter actually got a or gave it a 78 percent interesting yeah so three percent higher than See, Smatter that's cut. how you know that the tomato meter is fucked. That or there was the one guy like Corey was like, I'm not watching four fucking hours of a movie. Well, yeah. That guy was stupid. Sorry. I Corey. mean, <laughs> it, so uh, I'll tell you. So I just finished chapter five. Okay. When they woke up Superman and um, Cyborg's dad dies. All right. That's where I've stopped. So you have a good grasp on what's happening, at least, which I'm happy about. Because oh, yeah. I was fully expecting you to say, hey, I haven't watched any of it, guys. So I'm just going to yeah. be here to look pretty. <laughs> You're um, getting towards some of the best part of it, too, man. Like, it has a really, really great ending and uh, epilogue and end credit scene and everything. Like, they do a they do a great – well, Zack Schneider did a great job with that. Well, speaking I, of which – got to say, uh, like, again, being as someone, A, who hasn't watched the whole thing – and hasn't seen Endgame. Like, obviously, this is DC and Marvel. They're the two... Out of all comics, they're the most compared things ever. Um, (laughs) And so... I don't... Like... It seems to be DC's version, almost, of Endgame. That's what it is. DC's constantly playing catch-up in their live universe, and I feel that they really rushed it to get to justice league to compete with Endgame, and just like that rushing it like look at what marvel did we got what, I mean, like 20 plus films over 10 years just to set up for fucking Endgame, and they're like hey here's like two films and then justice league 
Yeah, and then they started doing everything after. Which is um, dumb to me. Like, I, I'd like to see, and I don't, I haven't read any of these comics either, so I don't know if they need to start, like, pulling in. Because, I mean, DC's got a plethora of characters, too. Yeah, which is terrible because their animated universe is so cohesive, and, yeah. like, the continuity is great, and it's just, it, it does better than their animated, and I'm just like, why it, can't you just transfer the fucking medium? Like, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, their animated universe, I would say, is better than Marvel's. It is. 100%. And whereas Outside Marvel's of Mutants. Their... Yeah. Um, yeah, that's fair. Um, like, I, I, and I know it's coming, but I want to see Static Shock. I mean... As long as they don't cast Jaden Smith, because I heard there was a rumor about that like a couple years ago. I swear to God, if they honestly, fucking ruin that movie, putting that little shit in it, I will. Honestly, I would watch it. I'm not. Oppo- I'm not opposed to that. If he has even half the talent that his he dad doesn't. does, he, have you ever I, seen any of his films? They're terrible. Dude, all of his films, he was like nine years old and younger. Yeah. Well, that's not <laughs> I, an excuse, man. It is an excuse. No, there are some great it, kid actors, man. I loved Karate like, Kid. I'm sorry. I I think I think it's doable, and Ugh, you guys have no taste. I'm <laughs> sorry. Jaden Smith is a pock upon this world. You know who I would want to see play Static Shock? The dude that just played Eddie Murphy's son in Coming to America too. I forget his name because I just watched the movie once when it came out uh, earlier this month, but it was great. And I could see him playing it real well because after they gave him the, uh, you know, uh, Prince of Zamunda makeover and shit, like he basically looked like he could have played Black Panther. Okay, hey. that's a big name drop to say. You're so welcome. I don't know many actors in general. I'm sure if I did some research, I could probably find someone better. Hundred percent. There's a million people that, better. That's, anyone that's not already taken by Marvel Universe. Um, they can cross but over. It's I, I cool. just, I very, I would rather, actually, I'd rather have a Static Shock TV show. Me um, too. I'd love a live action TV show for that, as long as the CW has nothing to do with it. They're not allowed to touch it. <laughs> it's, it's not happening. I, I haven't watched <laughs> any of their shows, but people seem to like them. So, man, you should check the ratings on them because they just keep going down and down, man. So I don't know who the hell's liking them, but Batwoman. I don't know. Go watch yeah. Batwoman. But I mean, also, when you try to have Ruby Rose be your main lead, like you're already going in a wrong direction. That's fair. Um, so let's let's kind of dive back towards um, Justice League. Justice League, which um, static shot should have been in? Yeah. What's that? Basically. Which static shock should have been in? Yeah, I mean, like like we said though, that's where the rush kind of comes in. That we got a couple lead up movies. Is he is he new Justice League though? Um, he's Justice League as an adult, but he does join the. Uh, I think he's part of the Teen Titans at one point. I think he does have some parts in Teen Titans. I don't think he's an actual like main member, but he's like one of the affiliated helpers. Hmm. If right. I'm not yeah, mistaken. So... I haven't seen everything. One scene that I think was not part of the original Justice League, and correct me if I'm wrong, because it's been a long time, I don't fucking remember, is um, 
when we see uh, John, whatever the fuck his name is, uh, Martian Manhunter. John Johns. John Johns, that mm-hmm. guy. Um, go and see uh, Lois yeah, no, every, everything with as Clark's mother. Snyder cut. Yeah, that was all okay. Snyder cut. Yeah. Yeah, that that was all for the Snyder. That wasn't in the original. Okay, because I, I love those scenes. Because that was cool. Like I. I liked seeing him because, I mean, growing up as a kid, watching the Justice League cartoon... He was such a big badass. role. He was such a big role in it. Mm-hmm. Um, badass it was, as fuck. Like. It was interesting seeing the war in the beginning with... Uh, there was Green Lantern there. I don't mm, remember yeah. that in the original. No, they changed that uh, whole scene because in the original one, they were fighting Steppenwolf. In this one, they put Darkseid in. Yeah. Yeah. Was, uh, yeah, when he was in his um, early stage or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I yeah, enjoyed so that whole scene. Yeah. Just those like little things. Because that, that puts a tie to, okay, the the Green Lanterns or whatever the fuck, Lanterns, I don't know what The Green are. Lantern Corps. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, there it puts that tie to them being part of the Justice League. Because, again, animation, Green Lantern was Justice League. Well, that's when um, yeah. Steppenwolf is talking with, um, not Darkseid, I can't think of the other guy's name. Desaad. Uh, yeah, Desaad. Um, he says there are no Green Lanterns, Lanterns no, no Kryptonians, um, and, they, you know, it's a young people. And so they, they really brought a lot of tie-ins to a greater picture that is um, that, which I really hope that... It, now, is Snyder going to have more to do with the other films, or is this just he, he well, they're, hopped in to finish they're... this? Well, now the now the hash. This was supposed to be, I guess, just a one-off, but he has plans and like stuff that he wants to do for a second and third one, mm-hmm. which could be HBO exclusives. But now the hashtag is trending. You know, um, re- uh, return the Snyderverse or something. Mm-hmm. So who knows? We might see some more stuff going on. You know. You know, as much as this was a fan service and and whatnot, I I still am blatantly surprised that uh, WB would allow allow this to happen simply because it... You want to know why? Why is that? They like money. Uh, Just like if HBO continues with a second and third one, they like money. I get that, but at the same point, they prove that they suck. They prove that they made poor decisions. No, they prove Joss Whedon made poor decisions. Not the studio's fault. Ah. Uh, well, it is John Whedon's fault, but it's also WB's fault for bringing in such a fucking shit director to try to finish something like Justice League when he's a fucking ass. Like, you should read his... <laughs> you should read the script he put forward for uh, how he wanted to do Wonder Woman. Like, oh, fuck, man. Like, <laughs> talk about misogyny and sexism. Like, holy fuck. You basically wander running around wearing, like, a thong bikini and shit. Like... There was not right things in that man's head. Hmm. I, I was not aware of that. Um, but on oh, that yeah, note, check it out. on that note, let's take a quick break. Hey everyone, at Disney Adams here from the NerdCon 1 channel. I would like you to join me in welcoming GamerGoat to the family of sponsors for the NerdCon 1 channel. If you are a listener or a viewer of NerdCon 1, you can now get a 15% discount at www.gamergoat.com using code NerdCon1. That's www.gamergoat.com using code NerdCon1. Thank you to GamerGoat for sponsoring this episode. Uh, if you're just listening in, lots of spoilers, Zack Snyder, Justice League. If you don't want to hear spoilers, get the fuck out. All right, so <laughs> diving back in, um, 
I really loved in the Snyder Cut seeing Ray Fisher's character as Victor Stone and Cyborg uh, having such a huge role just because they really took out all that was that story arc within the 2017 version of Justice League. And it's quintessential to the film and the storyline itself of Justice League. So I'm really happy to see the justice that he got, you know, within this movie. I had a little issue with the CGI on him. I wish that they didn't make him so slender. Like, sometimes they've had, like, a slender cyborg in, like, some of the anime and stuff, but I like the kind of, like, bulkier, more, like, real mechanic looking. Like, he had the good structure to him, but I wish that they just made him, like, a little more robot bulky. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, the, the bigger uh, shoulders and shit and the larger arms. That makes sense. Um, So I know, like, he's part mother box and all that. Um, what kind of blew my mind about that, and maybe this is a stupid thing to pick out. Um, like I remember watching Teen Titans as a kid, right? Yep. He's a like he yeah, like you said, he's kind of a bigger dude, but his actual metal body, he is it's sleek. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's thick, he's got a big build, but it's sleek, it's smooth, like you imagine like a futuristic cyborg yeah uh, and so like seeing his body the way it is it, like it's still cool don't get me wrong but it's a little edgy <laughs> yeah um, that, that's actually kind of more how he's supposed to look at least for like the past like two decades or so you know they went for a little different thing with teen titans but i mean a lot of the anime stuff he's got like you know like that you know he's like yeah i got yeah. that like slick look to him and yeah i do agree they went a little more like you know freddy krueger's face for the top yeah. of it but you know well if you look it, at it reminds me a lot of what steppenwolf's armor looks like that's the point that that's what i was actually about to say was is that they're all like all of their abilities came from the mother boxes so it would make sense to me that with cyborg being from you know created of the mother box or or resurrected I guess you would say from the mother box then he is going to have very similar armor to what they have and I think that's the point of really what you got in that and that also might be the point of it being such a sleek thing the the mother boxes are what create the parademons not like what give uh, Steppenwolf and all them their thing they kind of they kind of went a little off kilter on like the whole thing with the mother boxes Mm -hmm. in um Justice League and shit like as far as I can recall I could be wrong because I don't dive super deep into the comics but i don't remember there ever being any like unity or anything like dark side was always just trying to find the anti-life equation the mother boxes are literally just weird little teleporters that are living supercomputers that um that's what they create the parademons with and everything like they put them on and the process that it does to create that it did to create cyborg which was you know obviously a little weird and different it basically does the same thing and turns people into those fucking flying monkeys well i think that's what they just needed something more to have with the three boxes because that's what they're trying to do effectively is turn the world into their home planet pretty much with those yeah creatures. But that's that's not that's not what he yeah that's not what uh he, he does with uh with the, there's no like the weird unity or the mother boxes i don't get it like in like the comics and the animation and everything he literally just sends these giant he teleports these giant fucking terraformers there that just suck all the resources out of earth Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's just like I'm not quite sure why they varied off 
like the whole thing and like change that aspect of it. I don't know if it seemed like sexier or whatever Hollywood nonsense jumbo they want to put on it, but it just, it, it was always odd to me. And I'm kind of surprised they kept it with this one, but like, you know what it kind of reminds me of? I don't know. <laughs> it reminds me of uh, the rings in Lord of the Rings. Like, you know what I mean? One to yeah. destroy them. Maybe, and, maybe, you know, that, that's very what I like what I thought when I was watching because it. Because they literally were trying to compete with Endgame. So it's like, oh, we need to have the villain searching for stuff. And he's got to gather all of them so he can use the mother box. So it, two things. A, my picky point about Cyborg that I didn't get to real quick. I noticed at one point they showed his hand and I saw like through like one of his knuckles or something, there was like a screw. Yeah. And, or almost like, like you, you could take a screw and like just take his finger off. And, <laughs> and that bothered me a lot because I'm like, he's made of the mother box. Like he's supposed to be this super, super computer type thing, like crazy technology. That is not how he should be put together. Um, <laughs> it's a it's it, it's a space screw, man. It's got like reverse double threading. I don't fucking know. Triple threading, um, just to really make sure it's yeah, safe. Exactly. And then maybe I maybe I just don't know anything about DC or the DC universe. You might be able to update me on this, Steve or Nick. Um, being that Cyborg is made from one mother box, could he potentially? draw power and become this ultimate being if he got power from each of the mother boxes uh, no no because the mother box just like uh it's like like they say in it it's a it's more of like a creation machine so essentially what it does is it just um what they'll do is they'll you know they'll capture people from the plan they'll throw them in these weird little isolation chambers and attach the mother box to them and what that does is it binds with them and then it grabs inorganic material around it which is generally the pod that they're in and blends all that together to create the parademons it's not necessarily like i say it's not supposed to be a source of power it's literally just like a weird teleportation box and like but so they made it a source of power in the movie. Yeah, so yeah, at this point, that's uncharted territory. We don't know what they could do with those other boxes yeah. or anything so, like that based off of the animated and comic yeah, book universe. Like I'm saying, I think they just had to alter the story a bit, just like you were saying, because they had to, you know, basically do their own version of Endgame. And in Endgame, you know, he's trying to find the Infinity Stones to use the Infinity Gauntlet. So in this, it's like, oh, you got to find all the three mother boxes and put them together, and then it creates this thing. And it's just like... It, it was it, it's kind of a cool concept but it's just still so foreign to me because of like growing up with dc and shit and like what the mother boxes were and i mean like on like the old superman the animated series in the 90s i mean they were literally like the size of like a galaxy note and like as thick as a book and just had this weird little circle on it and they just opened up the boom tubes the weird little uh teleportation wormholes and shit so like you know, and then you could use them to create the parademons and shit. So I don't know what the fuck they were going for with this one, but I mean, it, it wasn't a terrible plot change. Or Can I point out that they looked very Tesseracty? They did look very Tesseracty, especially like uh, the whole when time they started before... getting all freaky and stuff. Mm -hmm. you know, really active. Before they said like the mother box, I was sitting there trying to think like. What was the, what's the name for these things? Because again, I, it's been so long since I've seen the since the seen the first one. 
I'm like, it's it's the Tesseract, but I know it's not. <laughs> that's that's a whole different universe. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that that's yeah. exactly that's exactly what was in my head the whole time. Oh, yeah. And the other thing that was in my head was uh, the cube or whatever the fuck it is from Transformers. Oh, the uh, Energon cubes. Oh yeah. Yeah, I can uh, see that. Yeah, I maybe I. Or the All Spark. The All Spark yeah. is what he's thinking of. Yeah. That one. Okay. Yeah, I knew it had to be either one of them. So, yeah, I could definitely see that. Yeah, that's definitely a fair assessment. I I definitely even in the teleportation that you know from like the animated universe. That's where, like, I'm like, these are the fucking Tesseract when you make them look like that. Because they do the same thing. You can teleport yeah. with them. Except and I, they made them the size of goddamn beach volleyballs and yeah. shit. It's just like, you know, literally, they were, like, this fucking big in, like, the old shows. Like I said, the size of, like, a, a Galaxy Note or, like, a fucking iPad uh, mini or some shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like, real you know, thick. Like, like Nokia thing. brick yeah. iPod mini. Yeah, and they were, like... <laughs> gray and black had this big red circle on it and i think maybe like a couple buttons you know so definitely a big redesign on that one i don't fucking know you know it's it's all Whatever. storytelling at that point um yeah so I, I guess that's not something to get hung up on too much but fucking damn it let's uh <laughs> take a quick break and since this is the review episode we're going to kind of dive into uh what our takes are on on this movie and and where we feel like it plays out in the greater scheme of uh, the cinematic universe. So we'll be right back, guys. Looking for that missing element to take your media from uh to amazing? Music sets the perfect tone, pun intended, and creates a professional atmosphere that draws your audience in and helps keep them engaged. Here at Asylum Music and Media Works, we offer a variety of services and products, from simple jingles to intros and outros to full-blown production services and more. We even wrote the jingle you're hearing right now. We know how much goes into production every week, so why not let us take one extra thing off the plate for you? Schedule your free consultation today by visiting our website, asylummusicandmediaworks.wordpress.com. You can also find us on Instagram at Asylum Music and Media Works. Just look for the teal logo. We cannot wait to hear about your project. That's Asylum Music and Media Works. All right. Thank you to Asylum Media and Music Works for sponsoring this episode. Um, spoiler alert. We are finishing up our uh, Zack Snyder's uh, Cut of Justice League uh, review. So if you guys haven't watched it yet, make sure you guys go do that before you listen in. Or if you like spoilers, then hang out. We're here. <laughs> um, so... As a whole, I the four hours and two minutes were a lot to take in. That's a long movie, and I'm one of those guys who will watch the director's cut of Lord of the Rings. Um, so it <laughs> kind of you know lot. tells There's you what I can do as far out. as long stuff. Yeah, there. But and I get the story they development. Need to be as long as they were. Like when the Amazons were uh, fleeing from that didn't need to be as long as it was. Or a lot of the backstory with some stuff did like they dragged a lot of shit out. I mean, I like the extra backstory and stuff, and I'm glad they chopped it up into uh, um, chapters. chapters to make it easier to watch and stuff. And even though I'm kind of bitching about it for a second, like don't get me wrong, I loved it. It was way better than the 2017 cut. Mm. It's definitely not Infinity War or anything, but you know, yeah, I get that. Drawn out shit. I think what he was trying to do in it was 
create that backstory universe that Marvel did in 20 movies <clears throat> in one movie. And you could definitely see that through a lot of these drawn out scenes. I do like that it created a sense of helplessness that these heroes of old are all gone and you see a lot of them get destroyed in getting back the these cubes um which i think was a big part of it and i think is why i liked it so much is because i'm a sucker for backstory like i love captain america first avengers um thor and um you know but like iron man i love the original like i like that development that you see within the cinematic universe that you don't necessarily get as quickly within the television universe um I fell asleep twice watching this movie all three times. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, and I think one of which at the same time, because I don't remember Joker either time. And then we were quickly looking at the black and white version that was released a couple days ago. Um, I saw him there and, and felt like an idiot for not knowing that. But I as a whole enjoyed it. I'm kind of curious as to what you guys think about the movie. My review is is that it's an absolutely go watch. Um, I'm going to give it like a nine if I'm being honest, as far as DC superhero movies go, and then probably about a 7.5 to an 8.2 as far as movies in general go. Uh, Steve, what's your thought on, on the film itself? Um, so I enjoyed it. Like I was saying, there was stuff that was drawn out. It was a little tough to get through because it was just like, holy fuck, this scene is still going. But um, it was definitely way better than 2017. Uh, it wasn't Infinity War or Endgame, but it was really good for what DC's been doing live action lately. Um, I think it was really fucking stupid of them to try to rush everything uh, originally to compete with Marvel, because like Mar- Marvel had been had built a cinematic empire well before DC was like, "Hey guys, we uh got to do a Justice League movie." Like, I would have been fine waiting. If that shit didn't come out to, like, 2025 or 2026, like, do it right. I mean, it finally did kind of get done right. And, like, you know, I mean, I give it a go watch. I'm excited to check out the black and white version. Uh, I liked it when they did that with Logan a few years ago. That was really cool in black and white. So I'm hoping that this adds a little bit more fun noir to it. But, um yeah, I'll give it, like, overall, like, an 8 out of 10. Okay. As far as it goes. I like that. I don't think it needed to be four. I don't think it needed to be four hours. Yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, Endgame, I know, was, like, as a whole, was, like, almost six hours, but that was two movies, and, like, you know, look how much they put in. I mean, shit, there's I an argument that if they had Zack Snyder, they could have done two movies, and... Like you said, that would have been some money, but oh, they no, didn't. That, that's, they that's made that choice. Plan, man. He originally was going to do a one and two. Mm-hmm. Like he had that plan. That's why you know in the original one they had the end credit scene where uh, it was supposed to set up for the Legion of Doom. That's why they had Deathstroke talking to uh, um, Lex Luthor Jr. and everything. But then in this one they just decided to you know kind of branch it over into its own thing. But it's still kind of set up for um, a second one. You know where he you know gives uh deathstroke uh batman's identity and shit so i think that that has a potential lead into a uh legion of doom movie if they decided to do that as justice league 2 which i think would be really cool because we could get you know uh solomon grundy some gorilla grod cheetah uh black manta Mm -hmm. a lot of good stuff to chuck in you know to a movie considering that you know we never ended up getting uh spider-man versus the sinister six that we were supposed to get because Andrew Garfield had to be an asshat and talk shit online. 
Yeah, it's a shame when stuff like that happens because that would have actually been freaking awesome. Though I'm I'm excited yeah, as to where Spider-Man's going now. Oh yeah, I'm loving it. I think Tom Holland is the best thing that like they ever could have decided on. He's amazing. Best Spidey we've got so far. So Corey, what's your uh, what's your take on the film? I know you are only up to chapter five, but yeah. So I've got about an hour and twenty minutes left in this thing. Um, so I'm ridiculous. Know. Yeah, I know, right? Some movies are only that long. Um, that's the, that's one part of it. That's like the last part. <laughs> yeah, and so um, I I like it. Um, it's not mind blowing by any that's means. Because you haven't watched Endgame. You have to watch Endgame if you want your mind blown. Not kidding. <laughs> and so, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it it's good. Um, I like being able to see more of Cyborg. I don't remember seeing nearly as much as him. Oh, dude, there was like nothing in the first um, original one. And so it's it's cool to see, um, for sure. Especially being growing up, but DC I probably watched more as a kid than Marvel, um, just with animated <laughs> stuff. And so I like it. I would give it. I'm a rough critic on movies. I don't fucking like them. Um, <laughs> I'd give it a seven. Okay. Um, it's if you like DC, I'd say it's a must watch. But if you are indifferent, um, go, go watch it. I mean, it, it's it's an interesting watch. Yeah, get through um, a chapter, see if you want to continue. It is it is broken up. Exactly, exactly, and that's what I liked about it. I could break it up, <laughs> and I could watch it in parts. I can make it my own TV show. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, seven for me. Okay. And then before we go, um, I have something here. Once we hit, I'm going to say a thousand followers on Facebook and a thousand on Instagram. So 2,000, 1,000 depends on how many people follow and where. Um, I'm going to give this away because Nick's wearing that shirt and it made me think of it. It is the final issue of Batman and Batman Beyond, um, issue number 50. Um, it's a variant cover, so uh, follow us, share it with your friends, tell them to watch us, and uh, maybe you'll win it. Yep, and we'll actually have a link up uh, between the two uh, social medias just to show everyone, and I think that's going to be, so once we hit 1,000 between both Facebook and Instagram, you know, that'll go up. No. No? 1,000 each. 1,000 each. All right, 1,000 each. So if you guys want that, which it actually is a really freaking cool uh, comic book, then definitely it's a long road to get there share. but we'll get there and with your guys' help you can win a batman Woo. all right so um knows, that being maybe said as we go on we can add stuff into a bundle now maybe i'll throw something in the pot too yeah we cool. can definitely talk about that yeah collectibles lying around you really do like like an <laughs> exorbitant really amount of collectibles yeah i'm sure i could find something you know a little kitchen niche and fun to throw in so who knows you know maybe when we hit 500 followers <laughs> will toss something in cool for the pot to get us to a thousand who knows we will see um so everyone thank you so much for uh listening and joining in this week's ep- for this week's episode of nerdcon one make sure you guys stay tuned on wednesday um, at 6 p.m eastern standard time for this week's episode of the weekly recharge with your very own see if i'm putting it right away Corey, right next to me to the left my my right and <laughs> in this big camera games, what's that gonna be lots of sh- big week for games it definitely gonna be a big week for Val- games, so check that Val out. Alan Wonderland. I'll just say that. 
And we uh, have. I almost oh. bought that at Walmart, but I ended up buying the uh, new Hyrule uh, Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, so, also uh, one announcement for NerdCon1.com. Uh, we just updated the live page for NerdCon1. Makes it a lot easier to watch us live right from the website. So make sure you guys go to www.nerdcon1.com forward slash live and you'll be able to see when we go live, it will show up right there immediately for you guys to see and you can click right into YouTube and subscribe from there to see other content. Um, So thanks guys. We will talk to you next week. Bye.